Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. We're getting a chance to talk story with Jose Raymond, who comes to us from the island of Maui, comedian extraordinaire, and uh, you, you're here doing shows here in Hawaii. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Billy. What this thank is, you, thank well, this you. is home for you too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we'll talk about that coming yes, up. Sir. Hey, uh, so first of all, you were born in Mexico. Correct. So your generations come back from from Mexico. Yes. Okay. Um, uh... How did you get here? Man, a long story. You confused me with the first question. Um, um, how did I get to Maui? Well, yeah, let's let's start with how did you get to Maui? Why did um, you come to Maui? I grew up, so I'm from, born in Mexico, and my family, you know, you, you we migrated illegally, right? And uh, when you do that, you don't end up in the best neighborhoods. So uh, you're always, you know, trying to search for the best rents. Um, ended up in a city called Watts. Oof. Um, yeah, next tough to, place. Yeah, no, yeah, tough, tough. Like, we used to think that the kids that were moving out of Watts into Compton, like we were jealous of those guys, you know? Like, yeah, they're, they're gonna be somebody one day, right? Like he's gonna make it to 11 years old. And uh, my mom uh, remarried, um, she married my stepdad and he met a local chick, uh, his friend met a local chick in Vegas, which is the Ninth Island. Right. And uh, having their conversations, he's like, he invited us to move to Maui and uh, we've been in Maui since 2005, man. Nice. Yeah. What made you want to get into comedy? Ah, man, I used to be a chef. I used to cook. And uh, I was tired of getting burned. It was hot days in the kitchen. I heard a, a radio commercial. I don't know if you guys know Shaggy from Q103 in Maui. Yeah. Um, he had a radio commercial for a competition, uh, 50 bucks to the funniest comedian. And I'm from the hood, man. Like, 50 bucks? I'll just say less. You know, I'm there. i say no more. And I went, um, wrote some jokes out, and uh, won one competition and another one then i got to compete to open up for augie t so shout out to augie t nice um, man and that was the first uh national touring comedian i ever got to open for at the Maui beach hotel and from then on it was just love man just love you 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 seek the places you're accepted right and i was welcomed into the comedy world by by people enjoying my stories mm. what's it like living on the island of maui did you find a lot of stories in your comedy from living <laughs> on maui <laughs> oh yes man you guys people gotta come out to the show and check out uh, that's what my material is about man my life stories me adapting i've always been in search uh to for a place to belong you know and uh it's been a struggle it's been a fight you know to 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 uh get accustomed to living out here but uh, it's my home now man it's a uh, it's somewhere that i hold dearly you know i tell people all the time if Mexico and Hawaii were get, to get in a war. I don't know why a country and a state would fight, but uh, we're we going to have to go against Mexico, man. We're going to defend this land. So, okay. you know. Now, okay, so, you know, it's like if you, first you were over there, then you come to live here where everything's kind of strange. Now this is home. Now when you go back and you're doing comedy, now is it just when you tell people you're from Hawaii and they do a double take with you? Yeah, most of them think I'm, I'm lying, right? Because, you know, <laughs> look at my face. Um, and uh, the way I speak, you know, um, uh, the way I carry myself, and uh, they don't believe it until I start speaking a little bit more in detail. And you know, after the shows, they come and ask me, "Are you are you from Hawaii?" Yeah, I'm from you know, I'm from Maui. I've lived in Lahaina, and um, my brother lives in Kaneohe now. So uh, we got family out here. We're expanding, you know. We, next one is uh, Big Island in Kauai. We're coming, we're coming over there. We're sending family over there. But yeah, man, it's uh, I, I think my my comedy is universal. You know, funny's funny. 
Okay, talk about your comedy for a couple of moments. First of all, tell me about some of the places that you've toured. Ah, uh, man, I've been uh, from Vegas uh, to the Strip. Um, I've been in New York. I got the privilege to perform at the Apollo Theater. Wow. Um, yeah, man, step on to those steps and stages, rub the log. You know, I did the uh, Showtime at the Apollo show. Um, I've even been in the woods in Delaware. Um, and like, it's just, you know... You know, I don't know how, how white people. <laughs> it's a lot of white people. So, and uh, you know, I, I had those doubts in the beginning, uh, but I'm I'm proving. I've been to Rhode Island, um, all over the Midwest, Chicago, uh, Indianapolis. Uh, but my favorite place to perform is Hawaii, man. It, it is because this is where I started. You know, and uh, it's nice to to see that you know local people here they're they love the mainland culture. You know what I mean? You hear it all the time. So uh, it's, I've been blessed. I recently became a U.S. citizen, so we haven't gone out the country yet, but I'm ready to take the international, you know, trying to do some cruises and uh, just enjoying the journey, man. Now I get to be here at Billy V Studios. You know? So, you know, the comedy has taken me to some of the best places I can think of. Well, now that you're a citizen, now you can go out and then you can don't have to worry about getting back yeah, in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, good. <laughs> Do you still get nervous when you first step out on the stage before you say anything? You know, you kind of looking, you're peeking at the crowd from backstage, you're looking at everybody. Do you still get nervous? Ah, uh, man, I used to fight um, back in the day, MMA, mm -hmm. kickboxing, boxing for a team uh, called Island Warriors out of Wailuku, and uh, shout out to them. And uh, I, I can explain like this is like a fight for me, man. I, I get that those butterflies, that excitement. I wouldn't use the word nervous just because you know we. We, uh, I, I kind of um, think of that as, you know, being afraid, but I'm more excited. I'm just ready for the moment. It's like uh, just amped, you know, kind of the go time, fight time. So Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's more amped than nervous at all, but okay. excited. When you first, when do you feel relaxed? When you get the first laugh or when you say your first words? Me, I, I, I get on the microphone. As soon as I hear my voice, I know I'm fine. Right, right. But are you waiting for that first laugh or what are you waiting for? I just waiting for them to call. Once they call my name, it's it's uh it's bliss. It's blissful for me. It's everything moves in slow motion. I'm just in my zone, man. I've tried so many things in my life, and uh, you know the jack of all trades. But uh, on stage, is uh, there's no no nervousness. Calmness starts when I hear my name. Uh, give it up for Jose Raymond. It's, it's probably what exactly what you feel when you hear your voice. That 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 serenity that. I'm prepared for this. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Okay, so if I'm emceeing, as soon as you hear my voice introducing you. Yeah, that's it. Game it's on. It's go time, yeah. It's go time. Let's go. Okay. Favorite thing about being a comedian? Uh, favorite thing, uh, the praise after the shows. Knowing that my stories that once made me cry, you know, I talk about difficult situations, uh, now have brought someone to tears. But in a good way, you understand? Mm -hmm. um, it's just getting that credit. I, I used to be a chef as well, so that praise when you make a special and everybody's loving the way you put those ingredients together, that's just uh, more payment than any amount of money, any publicity, anybody that met any trophy. Well, man, you from Mexico. That means that food, man. That's, oh, you said that's that. The common you said thing that, that perfectly. I say Mexico. You said Mexico, yeah? Yeah. Um, that's the best feeling, man. That's what I love to do. Okay. Talk about living in Hawaii. What are your favorite things to do on the island of Maui? Uh, man, obviously beach. Obviously, you come from California beaches where it's cold or dirty. Um, 
I, I'm still into fighting, so I love going to different gyms, different cities. My kids are uh, kickboxers and boxers, jiu-jitsu practitioners. Um, so just hang out, train with the kids. Um, I love to go out and eat. I'm a, I'm a foodie, what they call it, you know, when we can afford it. I love to support all the local moms and pops places. Um, just hang out, man, live the island life, you know, camping, going to Hana. Um, being outdoors is something that is not um, really be, you're not really able to do that in the mainland as much as on the island, especially Maui. I don't know, Waikiki is wild, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the other sides, I'm sure, you know, uh, they're beautiful just as, as of some parts of Maui. But just being outside, man, I love to do that. Love to be out. Going out and, and watching the stars in Hawaii is wild to me. It's, they're very uh, shiny is the word. I don't know, for the lack of a better word, you can see the stars. No, 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 no. I, well. I understand that. No, you know I, mean? I, I totally understand that because when my wife, she comes from Japan, when I took her out on the island of Lanai and I said, we're going to stay out here. We're going to sleep here. And 1 o'clock in the morning, I kind of woke her up and I said, look up. And she just started to cry. It's so, beautiful. You know, it's just. Yeah, look up. Yeah. Um, that means that you're the kind of person that likes to hike. You like to get out. You know. Yeah, Maui. even though I may not look like I'm in shape. I mean, you know, it's, that's the Hawaii thing out here. There's a lot of dudes out here that don't look like they got it. But, yeah, I like to hike, jump out, and out of waterfalls and whatnot, you know. Uh, see, you know, travel the, the unknown road. You know, I come from uh, immigrants, you know, and I try to tell people all the time, we're the, like the Hawaiians, we're the modern-day voyagers, you know, we... We just ain't paddling out. We running and jumping through fences, but we're discovering lands everywhere we go, man. You've lived on Maui how many years? Since 2005. 2005. Yeah, that's some, that that's some 18 years. Math question, 18 years. Of running around and jumping. So you really got a chance to know Maui. Yeah, man. And I got to live in many places, you know. Like I said, you're always chasing that. That rent, you know, I haven't been uh, fortunate enough to purchase a home yet, but that's the goal, you know, that's the goal. But I've, I've been everywhere in Maui. I know it pretty well. As a person who understands Maui, has lived on Maui, talk about the wildfires of Lahaina because you you lived through it. Tell me, first of all, where was the place you were living in in Lahaina? Uh, we were living at Kahoma Villages, which is like these new townhouses um, right in front of Baby Beach next to uh, Front Street Apartments, which is where my mom was living at. And, um, yeah, I would say... Uh, kind of describe for me for a couple of moments, just Lahaina, before the fires. What was it like? What was Front Street? If, if you were to tell somebody to close their eyes and imagine Lahaina, what would you describe Give me a second, man. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to, uh, we train a lot, me and my kids. So uh, we run through Lahaina all the time. Um, just the best place, man. I can't, I can't explain it. Everybody knows each other. People take care of each other. Um, I got to run through Front Street late that night with my kids, like 1, 2 in the morning, and uh, just looking at the, the landmarks, the buildings. I lived all through Lahaina, Lahaina Luna. Um, and uh, it's a place where you can get help, um, but also get your ass whooped. I don't know if I can say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you better come correct yeah. to the west side. Uh, 
But also, a, you know, Halloween just passed oh, by. Oh, man. Halloween. I was just telling them about that. Right, though. The Mardi Gras of the Pacific, they call it. And uh, nothing like it, man. Just a bunch of people in that small little street, beautiful street, gorgeous place to just hang around, have fun, you know, watch all the different costumes and uh, see the chaos as well, you know, from everybody just have, trying to have a good time, people dr drunk and doing whatnot. It was a great place, man, to be at. It's a... And, yeah, like I, I think I was telling you I had to move back to the mainland for comedy, and when I was deciding to move back uh, to Maui again, it had to be Lahaina. It had to be. Everything's uh, so nearby and uh, away. It's got your own little sanctuary, you know, and uh, I miss it a lot, man. It's, uh, I, you saw me. It, it's, it's something I hold dear, you know. Tell me about the day of the fires. Where were you earlier in the day? I was at home like most people. Uh, there was no electricity. There was no Wi-Fi signal. The winds were just violently blowing. So, you know, you don't really want to be outside. Um, I explained me and my kids. I have my, my kids' head coach. I train them. So we have jiu-jitsu mats, punching bags all at home. We trained most of the morning thinking, you know, this happens often, you know, when the electricity goes. Uh, we weren't really aware of a fire until about 3, 3 p.m., where we had we had to go to my mom's house to eat. She was making ceviche, or she made ceviche because electric stoves were not going on right. And uh, I, that's the first time I remember smelling or seeing some kind of smoke. And my first thought was, you know, somebody's grilling or something, you know? We should have grilled. I didn't want to eat this warm ceviche uh, that had been out all day. And we were eating... And my daughter, she's uh, 11, Silali, she looked out the window and was like, oh, dad, that's a fire outside. And now it's like starting to pay attention. And I tell my mom, like, you know, it's probably going to get hard to breathe. And I have a five-year-old and uh, my dog. So I was telling her, we're probably just going to drive out for a little bit. And she was like, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay. So I grabbed the case of water and tried to take off to my house. And she saw that I was leaving. She said, all right, I'm going to leave. If you're leaving, I'm going to, you know. Because uh, I'm the type of guy that, you know, don't take, you know, things that seriously, you know, especially warnings. I don't know why. It's, uh, now I'm all about what I'm, I'm, I'm uh, more careful. But um, within that moment, in the next 15, 20 minutes, the fire was incredibly fast, man. Which I went to my house uh, across the street, grabbed my dog and tried to drive out. But Cahoma Village is, is kind of like a cul-de-sac neighborhood. It's kind of very... Uh, it's only like two ways in and out. And one of the exits was blocked off by a tree and power lines. Another exit was just gridlock. Nobody was moving. And we were sitting on one of the streets trying to get into traffic. And all of a sudden, the day went into nighttime. It was pitch black for about three to four minutes. And I started thinking, you know, you start thinking of your mind, just starts thinking of everything you've learned about fires. And you're thinking, oh man, we're going to pass out right now, you know. You start, I started watching the drivers, people screaming in their cars. Um, and then you start seeing these little red dots fly by. And you realize that those are, you know, it's not dots, but it's fire embers. There was a house that started burning right next to us. And kind of made a decision to get out of that traffic, go back in towards my neighborhood, park the car. We took uh, kind of a little bit more serious now. Took everything out of our backpacks, filled it up with water. Um, my older daughter, eldest daughter, Isel, she's 14. She put uh, swimming goggles on my son 
uh, masks. Everybody put on masks. And we kind of all chained up like a link and just ran. We had to run towards the smoke to be able to get out that neighborhood because I was thinking of breaking down gates and fences, but there was a, too many power lines down to risk it, to, you know, to go with the kids. I've seen too many uh, movies where people get electrocuted. And I'm like, let's try to make it through the smoke. So we had to run a good about minute and a half, maybe two minutes through pitch black smoke. Um, I finally made it out and... Uh, um, there's more to that story, man. <laughs> um, just feel very fortunate, man, to have made it out. And uh, we ended up walking about six hours that day um, looking for my mom um, and continuing the next day. So it was just chaotic, like like in a movie, you know, when you see, you ever seen a movie, World War Z? Yeah. With Brad Pitt? Yeah, it's just like the beginning scene. It's just people running for their lives. It, you can hear explosions. I don't know why you could hear so many explosions. that make cars, uh, propane tanks probably. But it was like a war zone, and uh, you see people leaving their cars. I was, we were running past cars, and people started getting out their cars and started running. You know, um, it's kind of like when in, in the movies you get that. Uh, when you watch movies, you you see the people in problems or in a, in a in a situation that you think, ah, if I was there, I would do this, this and that. And uh, I had the opportunity to live my own escape and. Uh, I don't recommend it, man. It's, it's been life-changing, and I feel very fortunate to uh, be able to sit here and tell you about my experience, unlike so many people that didn't make it out. So my condolences to everybody listening um, that's been affected by the fires. Um, did mom make it out? Mom okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she okay. made it out. Um, I just wanted to make sure I asked. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she she's made okay. it out. Um, a lot what? of friends of friends didn't. A lot of family, uh, co-workers' families didn't make it out. Um, so uh, it's, uh, you know, bittersweet kind of, you know, like my immediate family didn't, but still, and it's uh, very unfortunate that that happened, you know, to all of us. So what happens? Did, did you lose? That was, was that your house or you were renting? No, we were renting. Uh, I had just moved back from California last year, May. I got a uh, physical custody of my daughters, so uh, from my previous marriage, and we kind of moved into our own place. Uh, it was the only place that would take my dog. It's very difficult to find a place um, that takes pets. And uh, some of my friends, like my friend Rafa and Lahaina, he uh, had to give away his dog after the fires because you know there's not places that are willing to take the dogs. And uh, I've been fortunate to be able to keep my dog. I have a Dalmatian pit bull. And uh, yeah, we were renting. Um, I lost uh, my place and everything in there. Most most things that uh, hurt me the most is uh, my kids, you know, kindergarten art projects and uh, um, little paintings of their hands that I used to have from them, little uh, mementos, trophies that they've earned. Um, memories. Yeah, memories, man. And even now, I'll, I'll, oh, and I forget that it, you know, it burned. Um, but. Uh, that said, man, I'm just very happy we're still alive. Everybody's uh, still here. What are you doing now? Did you find a house? I mean, you had to find a house for all of you or uh, someplace, right? Um, we were uh, we were staying at my sister's house for uh, one day, and uh, my wife, she's a chef at a retirement community in Kihei, and they offered us a room, and we've been staying there. So thank you to to them, to HR Retirement. Um, they let us in and took us in. And we've been staying there, still looking. It's been very difficult because 
you know, everybody's looking for a place to stay. Right. And uh, it's taking it day by day, man. I'm a, I'm a guy that comes from very little. So, you know, having a place to sleep is, is a blessing for me, you know. And um, it's kind of like a, a bad lesson, but a good lesson as well for my kids to learn that it's going to help them shape their future and to know to not be attached to material things um, and be uh, fortunate and be able to be more grateful for the things that do matter, you know. Uh, it's like this, sharing the time with you here. Uh, and uh, With the aftermath of the fires, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been coming together, fundraisers, yes, sir. stuff like that. Um, has any of that made a difference to people in Maui at all? And and how are things on the ground there? I believe so. I um I would like to think so. Uh, the best thing about the communities here, uh, there's a lot of unity already, you know, because all the islands are connected somehow, right? Your family lives here. My family, you you know everybody, and uh, I believe the fundraising has helped a lot of people. Um, it's uh, it's just uh, something less to worry about, you know. Something as simple as giving somebody some blankets and some towels, you know, it's a little bit of uh, normalcy, you know. You feel appreciated, you feel the help. Um, I believe it's help. That's the same thing we're doing now. We're uh, my show is a fundraiser as well um, to help the people of Lahaina. We're working with the Hawaii Community Fund, and it's also helping my family directly the best way I can, which is to get back to work and. Uh, that's what we're doing here, man. For those that did not go through the experience that you have, what do you want to say to them? Ah, man, count your blessings. Um, life is tough, you know. It may not have gone through what I've gone through, but, you know, hopefully when your experiences come that are not, you know, the most favorite, you know, hold your head up high, you know, keep keep running through. Um, I reflect a lot on that movie that I was talking about, uh, World War Z. There's a saying that Brad Pitt says, uh, movimiento es vida, which means movement is life, and I need to keep moving. And that was my, uh, kind of in the back of my mind that whole day, is just keep moving, man. Just keep on uh, trekking ahead, you know, keep pushing. Is that the message that you would give to those that have lived through what you've been through yeah those people and, in and, and even worse the people that uh, you know suffered the loss of their family members and uh yes i would say um and life is hard man we just gotta keep pushing you know let's uh let's uh clean up let's rebuild let's uh move forward um i'm always been a type you know that uh things happens to us and you can either choose to uh to be a victim or uh you know come on top of it learn from it and uh you know, of course, it's tough. It's, everybody has their own way of coping with this and grieving. Um, me, I'm a fighter. You know, you get hit, I'm hitting you back. I, I might miss, but I'm going to try. You know, so let's just keep on uh, getting up, you know. Laughter. I imagine to you was one of the best healing things that anybody could offer anybody else. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Um, I grew up in Watts, so and I had a very difficult childhood. 
and uh, still <laughs> adulthood. Um, and just turning on the TV, man, watching a sitcom or uh, a comedian take the stage and enjoy. You know, you, you kind of just tune everything out. You zone out. You forget. You're just in this moment of laughing, and, and, and it helps you just feel a different type of way, you know? Um, and that's what we're here doing, man, trying to give people some comic relief um, and some good times. You know, it's been a hard time in the world, not just for, you know, Maui or Hawaii in general, but everything going around in the world, you know. And uh, it's the best medicine to laugh. Go. Even if guys are not funny, go and listen to it, man. If you laugh at that they're not funny, you know. Laugh at that they suck at trying to make you laugh. You know, there's, there's, there's a silver lining and everything, right? I want to take this time to tell people listening that I am, uh, this is my experience, you know. Um, I am very uh, aware of the sensitivities around this uh, subject, but the best way I, I have learned to cope with my traumas and my um, difficulties and help my family is to laugh about it, you know, turn the other cheek, uh, talk about it in a way that uh, it's a little less painful, you know and uh, find the, the good things and the bad things, find the lessons and the stressing. So um, please understand that this is a comedian doing his job. I mean, I mean not to offend anybody, um, but if uh, you're offended, uh, come to another show. <laughs> There's going to be some other material you might like, you know, YouTube me, Google me. Um, just doing my job, man, as a comedian and uh, as, a, as a father is the best way I deal with my kids is make them laugh. So, you know, thank you for having me, Billy. My best, my aloha to you, your family, your community. Thank you, thank you. And much continued success in the comedy and making people laugh. Man, gracias. Thank you very much. Mahalo. Marami salamat. Maji. for listening to Island Beat. You can listen to any of these shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to hawaiinewsnow.com slash podcasts. Ma la mapono, aloha, ahui ho. Aloha.